0: Hi, everyone. I hope you're all having a great week so far. Thank you for tuning in today. This is the How to Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Jaggett, and right now you are listening to episode 93. Last week's show was about how to fail successfully, meaning that failure often leads to success. It's just a learning experience, which you don't really know until some time has passed and then you look back and realize that you are where you are because of those past failures and experiences. It often makes you wiser, more resilient, and more humble, which are all good things. Today we are continuing along that same vein. This podcast episode is for anyone who is taking the long and winding road through life. It doesn't mean that you're lost or that you're going to wander forever. I'm speaking with Jeff Gargas, who is the successful COO of the Teach Better team, which supports and helps teachers increase student engagement and success. It took him some time to get there. And this talk is about his journey, but it's also about searching and wandering and yes, failing. It's about reflecting on the experiences in your life, finding meaning in them, and discovering the common denominator behind them. It was through his own experiences that Jeff discovered the common theme in his life. He enjoyed helping others. That was his purpose, and he turned that purpose into a very successful business. So if you are wandering or you feel lost right now, you'll be happy to know that you're just fine and that nothing is random and you really are on your way. Hi, Jeff. Thanks so much for joining me today on the How to Life podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me on, Laura. I'm super excited to be here. It's it's an honor. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: You are just a master at what you do right now, but it kind of took you a while to get to where you are. And the topic of this interview is the long and winding road. Sometimes you don't get it the first time right out of the starting blocks, and that's okay. You're going to tell us about your journey and how you did that and that all the emotions that come with it are perfectly normal and don't worry about it you're going to be fine but before we get into it please introduce yourself tell us a little bit about you and what you do right now
1: absolutely and i got i have to note that sometimes you don't get it the first time or the second or the third or the fourth we'll get into that um so my name is Jeff Gargas. as you said i am currently the uh, chief operating officer and one of the co-founders at a company called Teach Better or the Teach Better team and we work with School teachers and educators from all around the world and school districts provide professional development, training, and support for educators. Uh, I think at heart, I consider myself an entrepreneur. And before all of that, I'm also a father and a husband. So that's sort of the, the top two. I think entrepreneur, I don't know what fights in there. I might get number two every now and then, but don't tell my kids and my wife.
0: And what you do now is awesome. You love what you're doing, but that yes. wasn't part of the plan when you started out. Was it no?
1: No, certainly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Uh, definitely not part of the plan. Well, it's kind of a weird because I actually did start off and in going in education when I went to college, but that quickly, quickly changed. And um, I'm actually a three time college dropout, so it's something weird when I say, "Hey, well, you know, what do you do?" Well, I dropped out of college three times. Now I work with teachers. Like it doesn't line up, but it works. Uh, and I do. A... I love it.
0: That's great. So when you first started out, you thought you would be a teacher. Is that what you? Yeah, that so do?
1: yeah, when I first went uh, enrolled in college, I was going to teach history or math, but primarily because I wanted to coach soccer. Uh, and that changed before I even started college because I got accepted into the Dana School of Music at Youngstown State University in Ohio for guitar. So before I even started my first semester, I already changed my major from education to, to music.
0: All right, but you had decided I'm going to be a teacher, and obviously you liked playing music as well. But did you not think that there was a career in that? Is that why you thought perhaps you'll do teaching so that you could coach soccer?
1: Yeah, I, I thought I wanted to coach. I mean, I was playing in bands at the time. I definitely knew I wanted to play music. I had applied an audition for the college, the school music, uh, because someone that I knew said, "Hey, you should do it. They have a great you know guitar program." And my thought actually behind that was. Well, if I can learn classical guitar, it's going to help me play the rock music I play because classical guitar is so difficult. That turned out to be actually hindering my pursuit of being a rock star. So that didn't work out. And that's why I actually left there and went in, back into education because it was actually a, um, a class I had. I, I can never remember the, what it was. I just referred to it as like education one-on-one. It was like, here's like what teaching is. And on the very last day of school, he gave us his top, I don't know if it was top 10, 25, 50, whatever Reasons not to be a teacher. And his number one reason not to be a teacher was because you want to coach. The stress that everything is just too much that that won't carry you if that's the reason. And so I stepped away from it.
0: All right. So a lot of little curves appeared on yes. your path right from the beginning. Yeah. So uh, why don't you take this time to sort of tell us the journey? It didn't end there.
1: No, um switched my major technically three times. And, switch, and I actually switched into business. I was doing some insurance sales and some independent work. and had this idea that maybe I wanted to do something along with business. And i had always had this idea that I would become a big, famous rock star and then start my own record label not help other people become big, famous rock stars. Uh, I had started working in sales, uh, selling things like insurance, financial planning and stuff of that nature and started doing really well there. And left school to do that and pursue that and did really well in that for a few years. And then actually use that to start my first of many businesses.
0: So these other jobs like insurance sales, were you doing that just to make money while you were in school? Or is this something that you thought you might pursue as a living?
1: Uh, So I was doing other things. So I worked as a a skate guard at an ice skating rink. I worked at the university for a while. Actually, like filling like logistics, filling supplies and stuff. I was a a shift manager at an Arby's restaurant for a while. But but those were really like the things that I was doing to, to live. Because what I really wanted to do at that time was music.
0: At that time, did education kind of just fall off the radar?
1: Yeah, it wasn't even in my view, wasn't an option, it wasn't even on a table. I actually left the sales stuff, used the money that I made there to start the record label. Oh, so you actually did start so. the record label? Yes. yes, I did. I started record label. We actually grew to where we had five bands under contract, three under recording contracts, two under management contracts, and we had a division that did shows. We did about 150 shows a year. That was the first real legitimate business that I got going and got started.
0: How old were you at that time?
1: Twenty-two. Oh, 22? so twenty-three-ish. You got that here. going
0: pretty quickly from the time you you know entered college. So you'd done a few things. There were quite a few zigzags.
1: Yeah, I had this side hustle that was actually the thing that supported me. It, I always flipped it that way. With that said, though, there was a point in time where Arby's being one of them, where I thought, like, okay, I'm making decent money here. There's some benefits here. I like what I'm doing. But that evil mind of an entrepreneur just kind of kept creeping in with ideas.
0: So was it fear at all? Like fear of being stuck or, or FOMO, fear of missing out on something else that could potentially keep your interest peaked? Is that why you didn't want to sort of commit to the the Arby's thing or the sales thing?
1: I think it was probably a little bit of fear of missing out. And part of it was that I realized that I was happy, but I wasn't. You weren't passionate,
0: sense. even in the record.
1: The record label was different that. I was oh, passionate okay. about that. And actually that. So you had okay. found
0: something that you were passionate about this record yes. label. How long did you do it?
1: Uh, about five years. Um, All for right. The first couple are, I had side gigs and then I jumped and went full on and we were cruising for a little bit, but it was a tough time in the record industry and I made mistakes and Got to the point where I realized that the only way I was going to survive is if I took advantage of musicians, and I swore I'd never do that. I actually told myself if I ever got to that point where I started thinking about being sleazy, that that was it. And I got to the point where I can't be fair and survive here. So I had to shut it down.
0: How did you feel about that? Because that was something that was close to your heart.
1: That was probably my my rock bottom, I would say. Probably the worst I've ever gotten. I fell into very bad depression. I, I shut everyone out. If I could avoid talking to you, I didn't talk to you.
0: What was the reason for that? Were you embarrassed? I was
1: embarrassed. I think it was a combination of I was embarrassed and I had this, you know, everyone knows that it failed and everyone's thinking about me when probably hardly anybody was. I bring that
0: up because that is the natural feeling of when you, when you blow it or you fail, it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. You don't want to talk to people because you don't want them to say, oh man, I heard about that. How do you feel? it's just like rubbing salt in the wound. So the reason I talk about that is because I want the listeners to know that happens, it happens to all of us. And how did you get over it? What did you do? What happened?
1: actually ended up breaking down. So the record label was called FTF Records. We were just a a local area label. I was the guy who in this area could help you get ready to try and go to the next level. I liked being that guy. I felt needed. Um, But with, with FTF, a lot of people called me Jeff TF. That was like my nickname. And I loved it. It was like this little silly thing that I just latched onto. And after, I don't know how many months it was of just being depressed and avoiding stuff, I had a breakdown in our hallway. And my wife came by and says, you know, what's what's going on? Like, why are you crying in the middle of the hallway? And I said, if I'm not Jeff TF, who am I? And she just like, didn't even realize it. And she just looked at me and goes, well, you're Jeff and I love you. And just like walks away. And cool runnings came to my mind with when Darius says to coach, like you had it all, why don't you do that? And he said, well, if you're not enough without the gold medal, you'll never be enough with it. And I kind of had this weird moment of like, okay, well, if I'm not enough as Jeff, then I was never going to be enough as Jeff TF. I'm never going to be enough of Jeff CEO where I had to get really aware of of myself and be happy with me and who I am and the things that I was fortunate to have in my life, like a wife that loved me no matter what, like a family that supported me no matter what. And more so than even that was just understanding me and that I'm a, I'm enough. And that helped me to then do a lot of reflection, figure out why was it that I enjoyed the things that I enjoyed life. I enjoyed the music because I enjoyed helping those artists go after their dream. I enjoyed Arby's because I really enjoyed helping young people have their first opportunity at you know being a key manager and learning how to be in a leader. I enjoyed the sales stuff and financial stuff because I was helping people with debt and college plan and all that type of stuff. I love music, but it wasn't music. It was help me. That's why I loved, loved coaching soccer. I loved helping a young kid learn how to play a game and, and to win and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I just like helping people. Do things that they're passionate about that fuels me, and that took a while for me to realize I'm going to be okay as long as I find something that I love that's helping people, and that's what I love. So it didn't happen that day. It took a long time, and I went and did. I worked at Best Buy during that. I worked at a uh, doing maintenance somewhere. I did web design. I did a whole bunch of other things. Started another business and stuff like that. It takes a while to get to know what is it that really fuels you.
0: I want to talk about how you took the time because you had to heal yourself. Just like any wound or injury that your body sustains, you have to give it some time to heal. And when your ego and your heart takes a blow, as yours did, and we have all had situations in our life where that's happened, you have to stop and just heal yourself before you can start again. You will start again. You will. You had your family that you focused on. I imagine you focused on the good things in your life. This wonderful wife that you have, your children, uh, the fact that you have done many things—you're kind of a scrapper. You can, you have a lot of skills. So you just kind of went underground, worked jobs, made some money back, got some confidence back, healed your heart. But you did know that the common denominator of everything you had done led you to know that you're a helper.
1: Yeah, and, and you're so right. I had to take time. I actually swore, I'm like, you know, I just need to go find a job that where I don't have any responsibility. I went and worked at Best Buy. sold computers. And I spent six or eight months at Best Buy selling computers with the manager trying to get me to be a manager. And I'm like, no, I want to be able to walk home and just leave this alone so I can do exactly what you're talking about, which is focus on the the things in my life to figure out when I want to go. I went back to school. And then I accidentally started another business after that. So I kind of stumbled into doing web design and and marketing for businesses. And that was from, it's funny you mentioned, I can't remember how you just said about. Knowing how to do a bunch of stuff because I'd done a bunch of stuff. Well, one of the things that I had done as a record label was we had to build all our own websites because so we didn't have any money to pay someone. Uh, and someone who had worked with me at the label came to me and said, Hey, this it was a city in Ohio wants us to build their new website. Would you want to do that? And if so, I don't even know how much to offer. I'm like, let's put this sticker price on it. I don't know. And they said, Yes. And he just was like, Well, that's cool. I'll take my check. And I'm like, I think I can do this. And I'm like, Oh, now I'm helping business, I'm helping other entrepreneurs go after their dreams. Just like when I was doing the record label, I was helping other musicians go out there, And I just kind of started coming around. And so I started doing that.
0: Were you aware that the helping aspect of it sort of fueled you, made you happy?
1: So it took me a while in that venture to figure out that's why I liked it. Like I connected the fact that it was, there was a creative outlet plus the helping an outlet. And that's why I enjoyed that. At first I was like, I chalked it up to like, oh, I saw an opportunity as an entrepreneur and I took it. But I'm enjoying this work a lot more than I thought I would. I'm okay without music. And by this time, I'm 30-something. But no, like it took me a long time to figure that those pieces out. But then you start reflecting on what you have done. You're like, oh, that's why I like that and why I didn't like that. And that's why that fueled me and that didn't because you reflect back. So if your listeners are listening right now and you're 18, 19, 20, 25, it's cool. you got lots of time. You don't have to have it figured out. I'm almost 40. I'm still not sure that what I said is actually accurate yet.
0: We're going to jump right into what you're doing now, which you found in your early 30s. I wanted to tell your story because everything that you went through, although you took the long and winding road, none of it was random. All of it was a stepping stone to where you are now. So if you would tell us how you came into the Teach Better part of your life.
1: Yeah. So back in record label days, I signed a band and I ended up managing them. And they had a drummer named Chad Ostrowski. And Chad Ostrowski is now my business partner who founded this company with me. He was also a great college goalie for soccer. So after the label was done, we connected because he would come help my goalies in soccer. So we became friends. After I was trying to figure out my life, I went on to start the, the web design business. He ended up getting his master's degree in education became a teacher. So when he created the what we call now call the grid method... And it started catching on in his school and he started seeing great success with the students and other teachers. He came in and said, hey, I think I need to do one of those ebook things and put it up so that my colleagues can see this. And we met and I told him, we're not just doing an ebook. We've got to do more. We've got to help others. And, and that's how this business started. And we were able to start it, keeping keep to the theme of all the stuff I did leading to this is that we hosted everything initially on my businesses, like hosting account stuff. I built our website. I, I built the online school that we did. I, I handled all the social media, all the stuff that I learned how to do from the world of music, which led to to doing that with businesses and learning more and more and more there and get going. And that all started back from him being a drummer in a band 12 years earlier or whatever it was. Uh, so it's a really interesting twist <laughs> in that road where somewhere we crossed a few times, but then we took long ways around to to end back by each other again. So-
0: I like the thought that there are no accidents, and your story sort of proves that. How do you feel about your journey and the timing and how it all has played out?
1: I, I go so back and forth in this. I wouldn't change a thing because I got where I am because of the journey that went on. but I'm also like, but honestly, if I could still get here, I'd change a whole bunch of things, right? But like everything I learned from the good, the bad, the ugly, and all those different things I did, help us run our business now. So the way we did things at Arby's, the way I learned things at Best Buy, the way I did things with maintenance, that all plays into the way I think about things. And I'd love to say, I'd go back and change, do this. And I always joke, I'm like, I don't know if I'd recommend the path I took, but I wouldn't change it. I couldn't do what I'm doing now if I hadn't done all that other junk.
0: And you ended up helping teachers teach better. There's your education. It all ties up so nicely.
1: It's crazy that it does, isn't it? Yes.
0: It's such a good story. I hope people find it inspiring and encouraging. If they're on their own winding journey, you're okay where you are. Jeff, can you give uh, the listeners a few tips if they are kind of on the longer path to keep their spirits up and to keep going?
1: Yeah. So try a lot of things. Second would be that it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change your mind today, next month, next year, when you're 25, when you're 35, when you're 40. And then you need to be just absolute certain that 99% of the people that tell you that you should have your life figured out by whatever your age is, probably didn't have their life figured out by that age, if they even haven't figured it out now. So be patient. I think that's a huge key and trust your... Passion, you got not what others are telling you.
0: Thank you very much, Jeff. Jeff, can you tell us how people can find you and your business?
1: Sure. So everything with the team is at teachbetter.com or on all the social channels. We're at teachbetterteam. team. I am probably most active on Twitter, so that's at Jeff Gargas. That's J-E-F-F-G-A-R-G-A-S, or um Instagram, I'm at underscore Jeff Gargas. And then you can actually email me at Jeff at teachbetter.com. I'd love to talk to anybody that. If you caught anything from my story that that you think I might be able to help, I love having virtual cups of coffee, so it's the doors wide open.
0: That is so awesome. Thank you very much, Jeff, for joining me today. I really appreciate this story. I think you've inspired a few people.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Laura.
0: See guys, everything turns out all right. You're on your way, no matter how fast or slowly you're going. If you'd like a little more support about this topic, listen to last week's show, episode ninety two. Can failure be a good thing? It is possible to get on track quicker, and Joe Elliott of The Purpose Project can help. Listen to his interview in episode 60, How to Discover Your Path and Live Life on Purpose. That's a good show. That's a really good show. And I would also suggest episode 88, How to Get Unstuck in Life. That's a very nice compliment to this overall theme. I will link those episodes and all the contact information for Jeff Gargas in the show notes at howtolife.com slash zero nine three. It is my hope that you enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful. I would so appreciate it if you would please leave a five-star rating and or a review on your podcast player. Many, many thanks for your support for my show, and I would love to hear your thoughts and suggestions. Let me know what you're thinking. I would be happy to do a show or a mominar on something specific just for you. You can send me an email to drlj at howtolife.com. You can leave a message on my website, howtolife.com, or you can contact me on Facebook or Instagram at laurajaggett underscore Life. Sometimes you just need a hug or someone to tell you that you're doing just fine. And I am happy to do that for you. Sign up for some mom motivation and I will send you a daily message of love and encouragement. You can get that by going to howtolife.com slash hugs, H-U-G-S, and a big hug will be on the way from me. That's a wrap for today. Enjoy the rest of the week. Be mindful of your journey and don't be so hard on yourselves. Just enjoy it. Have fun. Be kind to everyone, but especially be kind to yourself. You are awesome, and you got this.